and you know i'm kind of like boy he really doesn't know english does he you know and like we're checking in and because you just kind of smile and mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we're in the lazy river and i said is this this fun do you like do you like this um he's like yeah and he goes and my brother-in-law is just laughing because he knows mm-hmm. and he goes yeah, I can actually speak English. I actually speak it very well. I said, "Are you serious right now?" And like, I just, I just, just hit him on the arm. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" But uh, you know, I thought I was, I was being the polite of like including him, the icon. You know, right, right. hey, just making sure you're having fun. You know, but I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I was so embarrassed with with that. I was like, right. "Whatever." He fit right in with our family at that point. This is the Buffalo Community Podcast, all about the greatest small town in the USA, the people in it, and how it all works together. Here are your hosts, Tyler Reese and Mark Benzer. Hey, everybody. We've got a special episode on episode 118 of the Buffalo Community Podcast. We've got Tracy Waldschmidt with us uh, talking about foreign exchange students. And then she also talks about some of those famous people that she's talked to in the past. So, Tracy, thanks for coming in. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> awesome. Interview over. <laughs> yeah. um, tell us a little bit about the exchange program that you're talking about. So, um, this is kind of my side gig. It is a nonprofit agency. Um, And what I do is find host families to take exchange students in. Um, They come in for the duration of the school year, so about nine months approximately. And um, they come from all different countries. We've got European countries, some Asian countries. uh, And that's my job is to find the host families to host these students for the nine months. Um, It's my side gig. I just do it more for fun than anything. And I do get to do a lot of really fun travel. I've been to Thailand, Hawaii. Um, This year, our incentive trip is Greece. So um, that's kind of a lot of the reason why I do it, um, is to get to travel and, and do that fun stuff. But also, the kids are so much fun. And I've hosted myself three times. And yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun getting to know them. Uh, during the school year, I plan about four activities with my exchange students and their host families. Um, and it's just a lot of fun getting to know their cultures and the kids themselves. And lots of times at the end of the school year, the parents come and uh, oh, cool. pick them up and come to their graduation. Sure. And so um, fun to meet the families, too. Yeah, yeah. sure. What uh, besides doing podcasts? Like, how do you what you know what what are the things do you do to find some of these host families and and find places for these kids to? Sure. Um, so you know, as much advertising as I can on social media. Um, we just went last weekend and hung up flyers around town. Um, I do that periodically because they get taken down. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and um, a lot of word of mouth. I've been doing this since 2016. So mm-hmm. a lot of my families will recommend another family. Um, that type of thing. I mean, I've gone and talked to um, FFA group. I've gone and talked to, um, you know, the football uh, boosters, uh, you know, that type of thing. Just whatever way I can think of like this to get okay. the word out um, and get exchange students placed in homes. It's a cool thing. I always wanted to do it when I was in high school. And my parents always said no. So sure. when I got older, I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to host an exchange student. Sounds like fun. So For, for the people that... Are- I mean, don't know. I mean, is there any qualifications? I mean, like, okay, we know this strange kid from a different right. country is coming. I mean, what else? So uh, I'll kind of read off. I have it um, on my phone here. So um, 
I'm going to just kind of read off some of the qualifications. Sorry, I have to find this here. Um, so you do have to be at least 25. Um, you have to make at least 25000 a year in income um, and be able to financially handle, you know, hosting exchange student. Uh, they do come with their own money, and so they pay for a lot of things themselves, like travel, going out with friends, sure. um, activities at school, you know, like the activity fee or equipment. They'll pay for all that themselves. Um, you uh, do get a background check, so no criminal history. Um, we also do um, we uh, do references for their sure. application. They have to fill out a whole application and stuff. And uh, otherwise, just a stable, loving household, uh, provide room and board at home. So a bed and meals at mm -hmm. home yeah. uh, would be the other qualification. And do you have it's to not real difficult. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I think some maybe some of the hurdles would be, like, are the students... Can they speak English, or does some not speak English? Yes, yeah, um, so um, what happens is we have offices in all the countries that we take students from, and so they go through a process there. There's a lot of um, activities. Um, they kind of test them out for their English. Mm -hmm. So each child, when you look at their um, application, because I can see all their applications, and then when I find host families too, I can show them the student's application so they can read through it, see if they're a good fit. Sure. Um, but they all have like an English score on there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And if they score uh, pretty low, we usually won't take them, you know, sure. and have them, they can always come back the next year, that type sure. of thing. But these kids speak very good English. Um, I've never really had an issue with yeah. especially the European kids. This is, you know, they study it in school from a young age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from my experience with foreign exchange students, is mostly through Rotary. And because uh, they come every week. And, um, you know, these, these kids are like kind of like the cream of the crop of like, yeah, we, we want to go do these, you know, things. And, and we're doing well in our schooling. And we're, it's a privilege to be part mm -hmm. of these programs. Um, to go that so uh, when I when I see that they've always been really well spoken you know kind of the experiences that they they bring to the table and they're like this is much different than you know back in my country you know right. it was it was really really fun I mean we, we had some uh, you know from people from Denmark um, I'm trying to think where Jason was from I think he's from Africa but yeah he did the polar plunge with us mm -hmm. and that was so fun and he's just like never again no I don't need to do that <laughs> Need to do, do that. that. That's a funny <clears throat> yeah. activity that they that's all the seem That's to, the Rotary yeah. Club. Hey, you're going to jump in a frozen lake with us. Sure. Yeah. Hmm? But, so <laughs> What's I, a frozen lake? Yeah, yeah. That's um, I Africa. Did, <laughs> uh, my one student from Germany, her parents said, don't let them, you know, take you on a frozen lake. Yeah. Because um, she would come down here in the winter and videotape Buffalo Lake, you know, with yeah. all the fish houses. Yeah. So my parents live on a lake, and so of course she went um, yeah. out with my dad one day and got to go on a frozen lake, even though her parents told right. her not oh, to. But yeah. you know, but like, she thought that was pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of you know things, just day to day stuff that they think is cool. Um, I've had ones where I've taken to Target the first time, and oh, we have to stop and we have to videotape going into Target, <laughs> you know, or just their reactions going to Walmart or Target where everything is in one store they don't have that sure. in their country so that's really eye-opening to them hmm. and kind of overwhelming yeah. <laughs> yeah you know stuff that we take for granted every right. single day of like 
and then we're inconvenienced and we have a little bit of a slow Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. And we're like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, we can get clean water and food, like, in right. a minute. Yeah. Um, which is always fun. It's always fun to hear their, their perspective because yes. at the end of the year, they always give a, a presentation of everything that they did, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, Rotary specifically, you know, uh, part of our group. Um, and I'm not sure if it's the same program. program no, EF is separate. We are sure. the largest nonprofit that does this. Um, so we take, it depends on the year, of course, with COVID and stuff like that. But usually we're in maybe the couple thousand. Um, we take kids across the country in the lower 48. Hmm. Um, and Midwest is places the highest amount wow. of kids for the whole region. So we have different, you know, regions, East Coast, West Coast, sure. Midwest. And Midwest always beats out everybody. Um, we're one of the higher states, I think Nebraska takes the most students. Sure. Um, oh, you know, and kids, are you missing out? <laughs> I've been to Nebraska. You are not seeing the cream of the crop of the United States. Um, but they're smaller schools, and they'll take like sure. 10, 15. You know, usually oh, okay. um, I place mostly in Buffalo and the surrounding communities. Um, and our how many we take varies, too. Sure. It used to always be nine, and they've upped it a little bit. I think some of the class sizes have gone down a little bit in the last few years. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I usually place three to five kids at least in Buffalo. Sure. Um, and I have a really good rapport with the staff there. Um, I know Mr. Mishke very well and um, Kim Young yeah. and, um, you know, Tracy Pedersen and stuff. So um, they work well with me. And my kids have always been really good. I've never had any problems. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're just, I always say, too, I like have hosting them at my house because they're good role models for my children (laughs) (laughs) who don't pick up after themselves or or offer to help, you know, that kind of thing. These kids are really good about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Very very well-mannered. Have you seen any, you know, you said you've been doing this since when? 2016. 2016. I started to, um, I hosted first, and then the gal who was the coordinator over here, she lived in Foley. It was a little far for her to drive, so she asked me to take over. Have Have you experienced in in the six years you've been doing this, changes in interest in it? Or have you heard stories of maybe people doing it longer that, hey, this used to be more popular and we're not getting the same amount of interest in the uh, program? Or is it remaining pretty The only time steady? was around COVID. You know, sure. um, the kids that year that COVID happened, they all had to go home early in 2020, mm. which was really sad. I had four children placed in Buffalo with wonderful families. Everybody was a really good fit. Um, and there was a lot of crying at the end of that year. Then we didn't take kids that next fall, of course. Everything was shut down. So um, this last year then was the first year we went back to it this last fall of 2021. So I did have a student, too, that was picked for the prior fall that stayed on the program. So her, they really got to know each other well, the family and her. Mm-hmm. So they had a whole like year of bonding. And they did great, and um, they had a great, you know, year, and it was really hard to say goodbye to her and stuff. But um, I haven't seen really a dip except for that. Um, in fact, I've actually have one family that's hosted for me. I was trying to count how many years. I think five years, and they're double hosting two girls this year. Oh wow! So I have a lot of repeat host families. They like it so much mm-hmm. and have so much fun with it that they come back. Sure. Yeah. The. Um so during the entire school year, is there, is there that long commitment or is it like, hey, we could do the first half? I mean, is there, is there a split 
It, there is not, okay. and our high school has certain parameters I have to go by. Sure. So there are some rules to with the high school. Um, we do have some half-year students. Uh, the only school I place them that takes half-year is Rockford. Sure. Otherwise, they come the whole nine months. And I will tell you, I've actually hosted a half-year student myself. She went to Rockford. I drove her back and forth. Um, it's nice to do the whole school year. Then they get all the major like holidays yeah. and the graduation. Yeah. They get to experience it all. A lot of people that do half year at the end say, "Oh, I wish I it, they would have, you know, been here in nine months." So mm -hmm. yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. So you you're you're from Buffalo, right? Um, I've uh, been here about eighteen years. Sure. Well, yep. we'll consider that. For yeah, I, I went to high school in Eden Prairie, but I've yeah. lived in five different states. So oh, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background. How did you land here? Um, you worked in radio before. <laughs> yeah, um, just kind of learn a little bit more about you because sure. we like sharing. Uh, um, sharing I ended that. up out here because my parents have a lake home in Annandale, and they said, we're going to move there permanently. Yeah. And I was out here traipsing all my gear and my mm -hmm. daughter at the time and dogs and stuff out to the cabin every weekend. So I thought, well... I might as well start looking out here. Yeah. And so that's how I ended up in Buffalo because I needed a town that had like Target, Menards, and yeah. some things. Um, you know, I was a city girl, so sure. um, I needed a little bit of that. And um, the radio and TV background, I was a speech communications major in college. And my very first job out of college, I was a receptionist at a radio station. It was um, 104 Thunder, it was at the time. Um, Radio stations have the coolest names. You know, it was <laughs> some of them. Previous KJ 104, Modern Rock 104, um, you know, and it's that still that same dial is um, out there 104.1. It's now Jack FM. Sure. Uh, they do flip formats a lot depending on how well a previous yeah. format has done. Yep. So yeah, I've done eight years um, at what is now iHeart, and then I did 10 years for the Go radio stations, which started out as B96 mm -hmm. um, under the poll ads at the end. Uh, and then I did Home Shopping Channel for a little while. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and then I also worked at Best Buy in their advertising department, specifically on the commercial side, doing commercial production, sure, um, and kind of helping out behind the scenes there. Cool. So, yeah, I would imagine that your career in radio and television has—you've crossed paths with some notable people. Yes, I have. <laughs> Tell us some um, of those stories. And I've worked for almost every genre of music, so it's been kind of interesting. Um, the best ones were the country folk. They were always like the most down to earth. Um, you could actually talk to them. Mm -hmm. uh, I interviewed Tim McGraw when I worked at Best Buy. Um, kind of a fluke, and last minute they pulled me in because the normal person that did it was out. Um, and I've met Reba McIntyre. Uh, I've met. Is uh, she as like nice as she big seems? Big and rich. Yes, and she's petite and little. She's so little, you know. She's um, not tall. No. Oh, really? She's probably like. I picture her being five tall. Foot. Five, okay. uh, Kenny Chesney, too, was another one. He's really little. You oh, know? Really? He's really short. Yeah, hmm. a lot of them are <laughs> a yeah. lot shorter than you think <laughs> right. and little. Um, you know, and, and met some hip-hop artists. Uh, we When we were at B96, we actually, um, we brought our, two of us brought our dogs to work because I had a very well-behaved whippet at the time. And so that was kind of fun because I get a lot of people come and talk to me. So mm -hmm. Nick Cannon was in town shooting... Uh, America's Got Talent, 
And so he used our studio in the mornings for his radio show. Sure. So he came by and talked to me for a while. This is still when he was with Mariah. Yeah. So he saw I had my dog with, and he just yeah. came and chatted for a while. Um, I know the entourage with... Um, I'm trying to think of the other band's name, but but they were all at my desk one day. Um, yeah, you know, and you're like, I'm trying to get some work done here, folks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you could just please no, respect you my submit my TPS reports. Yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of fun concerts. But you know, your day to day life in radio is pretty boring unless sure. that you know um, an artist comes in. Mm -hmm. We do get a lot of um, up and coming artists in radio that. So they'll come in and kind of showcase, you know, three sure. songs or something and play for the staff and, and that type of thing, um, sure. you know, to try and be heard. So, yeah. yeah. I think before we started here, you said you did some voiceover stuff. Maybe, A little maybe bit, some that. commercial work. Sure. Is any commercial that you can talk about? <laughs> Actually, my <laughs> the one commercial I got the most uh, notoriety and, and had people calling me about, and you're going to laugh, but was King of Diamonds. <laughs> My coworker and I saw the script and we're like, we have to do we this We have to one. do this, yeah. And it was for a Valentine's promo, like take your guy to King of Diamonds for Valentine's wow, Day. Sure. And it was two like girlfriends talking, you know. Yeah. And so um, that was the one that, and it, you know, that was on K-Fan. Sure. And those types of commercials had to be after 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I thought, wow, really? That many people listen to <laughs> <laughs> overnight hours yeah, and yeah. heard that spot of mine? But I got a few, you know, voicemails and stuff yeah. on that one. That's pretty funny. Tell yeah. me more about that Valentine's Day special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I heard you on the radio. What's yeah. the promo code here? Right. <laughs> but uh, um, when, uh, let's kind of circle back to uh -huh. um, education yep, first. And, yep. As I say, exchange first, but education first. Mm -hmm. um, is there any deadlines you're looking for people this year, for next year? Um, we do still have, I think, 300 and some kids to place for this fall. And um, we will be starting to ramp up for the next fall also. So anytime people come to me, you know, maybe they're not quite ready this fall. Or I've also had the people that come and say, we want to host this fall. And I'm quickly, you know, there's last few students left and you're trying to find one for them kind of thing. Um, you know, the school will sign all the forms and do everything uh, usually after the first of the year for that next fall. So, like, right now, I could still place kids for this coming fall of 2022, um, and then we have to wait until uh, after January 1st for the fall of 2023. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a fun thing. I think people think, I, you know, I get a lot of no's because it's, oh, we don't have enough room, or... You know, people don't think they're exciting enough. Yeah. You know, like, sure. and I'm like, you would be amazed. Kids just want to do the day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah. I mean, my students that I've hosted, I've had two girls from Germany, one from Switzerland, and I use, uh, at the end of the year, we have a farewell orientation. And one of sure. the questions I ask is, what was your favorite memory of the year? And I mean, I've had kids we've taken to Florida or on vacation, you know, different things. And they all say, going over to the lake, going over to my parents' house and going tubing and swimming. Yeah. was their favorite memory so it that wasn't you know yeah. any big deal to us right so you know you think about that kind of stuff sure. and um you know and they can share a bedroom as long as the other child is the same gender and 13 or older uh so they don't have to have their own bedroom um it is nice you know i yeah. think um you know for that aspect but you know you don't have to be 
super wealthy or live in a big fancy house or right. you know anything like that yeah. i mean we do go in and we um do a home inspection um, and then after the student arrives we actually have another member of our team do a second visit so the thing i really like about our our organization is how buttoned up we are and i mean i call the students and the host family every month and check in with them make sure everything's going okay uh, like I said, I usually plan for activities. So like we've done trampoline park, snow tubing, um, roller skating, you know, just different things that maybe they don't get in their home countries. Sure. Um, you know, that type of thing. So very connected. I know a lot of other agencies, sometimes your coordinators in another town way far away or even sometimes in another state. Sure. And so what people really like about me and what I do is you know, I'm talking to them all the time. If they text me, I text them right back or I call them back. You know, they've got me anytime, night or day, if something were to go wrong or happen or they need to ask me a question, yeah. you know, anything. And I get all kinds of questions from host families and, um, you know, but it's, it's fun. And I'm really getting to know a lot of the people in the community, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's, it's fun to have that interaction, get to know. I mean, these kind of sad at the end of the year because not only does the student go home that I've been supervising but I kind of lose that connection with the host family too which yeah. you know I mean we because we do a lot of activities together and right. you know you really get to know them and um, it's it's just a lot of fun I mean it's a fun side gig yeah. you know seems like the first time would be the scariest time yeah you know kind of taking that plunge of like we're gonna host mm -hmm. you know and and you go through all the things you tend to go through all the things of what if this doesn't work, you know, all the things that right. could go wrong. Yes. Until you experience that, oh, I was all worried about this, but really that was not a concern. And, you know, in doing this so many years, I, um, I have tips and tricks for these families. Um, one thing is, I'll back up a little bit, when I get the host family, I sit down and I talk to them. And I say, okay, is there any country that you want to host from? And, I mean, we take from Sweden, Switzerland, Norway, Netherlands, Denmark, Germany, um, Spain, Italy. I mean, there's about 13, yeah. 14 countries we take from, so a lot of variety. Um, and a lot of people, I tell them, too, like my first exchange student, I'm very German. So I thought, what better place to host from than Germany, which yeah. is where we get the most students from. Sure. And um, those kids are wonderful. It's probably my favorite country still to take students from. Um, but, you know, I tell them, pick the country, and then I ask them about their families. Like, do you want the student to do something that maybe one of your kids does? Uh, right. Do you want a tennis player, a basketball player? You know what I mean? Like, is there a certain activity? Do you want them to like camping? Whatever, you know? So I really try and match the student with the family's likes and activities so that they do have a good year. The other thing is I kind of force them to talk to the student a lot. Yeah. Um, and I one uh, prerequisite I have is they have to do some kind of FaceTime with the student, you know, Skype yeah. or, or Zoom or whatever, but talk to the student face-to-face. -face. It kind of alleviates that nervousness, um, you know, and when you're talking to them on a video chat, you're seeing each other. So when you're at the airport and you're trying to find that student, even though you're holding up the sign for so-and-so, <laughs> but... Um, you know, it's just the comfort level. I can see it in the kids, too, yeah. that they kind of are a little more at ease. 
Um, and I've had families, they walk around the house, show them their bedroom where they're going to be, meet the dog, whatever, you yeah, know, sure. um, just to get them comfortable. So I feel like I really prep these families and the kids, and I usually send out um, some emails uh, before they come. And I also, EF does require we do a welcome orientation at the beginning of the year. So a lot of things are addressed there. Mm -hmm. And then we do a farewell orientation at the end of the year and then all the activities in between. So I'm usually seeing these kids and host families like at least every other month. Sure. sure. Can I share one story? Uh-huh. My brother-in-law's family, they, they had, a, I think he was from Brazil, and he, uh, he went up to Duluth uh, with them. Uh, we went to Bentleyville, all the Christmas mm -hmm. lights. And he goes, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to come and join with us. And he's like, oh, he doesn't speak English. Oh, oh okay. You know, I was kind of being he's very poor English. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, hey, are you having fun? I'm Tyler. This is my wife, Jenny, you know, and my, my kids. Mm -hmm. And slow eye contact, very enunciated for the entire day, probably six hours. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know where this is going. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm kind of like, boy, he really doesn't know English, does he? You know, and like we're checking in and because you just kind of smile. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we're in the lazy river. And I said, is this this fun? Do you like do you like this? Um, he's like, yeah. And he goes, and my brother-in-law is just laughing because he knows. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, I can actually speak English. I actually speak it very well. <laughs> I said, are you serious right now? And like, I just, I just, just hit him on the arm. I'm like, are you kidding me? But, uh, you know, I thought I was, I was being the polite of like including him, the icon, you know, right, right. Hey, just making sure you're having fun, you know, but it was like, Oh my goodness. I was so embarrassed with, with that. I was like, right. whatever. He fit right in with our family at that point. So yeah, he's <laughs> like, yeah, I actually speak English very well. It's actually the first language in our country. So I was like, Oh, okay. Well, so uh, thanks. You know, Merry Christmas. Funny when people meet them and they'll talk that way and it's like they speak really good english yeah. you don't have to yeah. you know slow down or do anything oh, yeah. special necessarily my dad used to do that at first too and i'm like dad they you know yeah. they speak english so. welcome right. to america <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> it, that so that's my experience with that and mm -hmm. it's like no i just have to be alert and <laughs> yeah so um well anything as we wind down that you want to leave a um, message for all 250,000 of our viewers sure uh, so if you do want to host an exchange student, you can give me a call. My name is Tracy. I'm with EF High School Exchange Year, and the number is 612-203-9750. Uh, or you could email me. It's spelled different, T-R-A-E-C-Y, 33 at Gmail. And I'd be happy to answer any questions. I know a lot of people might be apprehensive, and so they have a lot of questions at first or maybe want to wait a year. And I'm happy to answer those questions and help them out and see if it's something they really want to do. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming in. It was great to yeah. get to know you a little bit. For the Buffalo Community Podcast, I'm Tyler Reese. I'm Mark Benzer. And I'm Tracy Walshman. Thanks for listening to the Buffalo Community Podcast, produced by Edlin Media. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, as well as anywhere you listen to podcasts.